With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is episode 21. So if that's wrong, you can certainly blame the guy with the Muppet. Oh, what a star. <laughs> he hasn't had a haircut. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing at incognito muggings. No. Because they're not funny, but I do find it very amusing that they've decided to leave your clothes. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a good-looking team, darling. I'd describe them all as housewives' favourites. Chester's got the body of an Adonis. <laughs> Can I believe it, man? Good impression. Yeah, yeah well It got better as the impression yeah, went good, on. That was. Oh, hello, Marlon. I said to Anne, should we leave this up on the fridge permanently? And she was like, no. But it's still there. Big Marlon's still on the fridge. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast with myself, Dan Bardell, and Tom Julian next to me as well. First off, we want to apologise a little bit, although not all of it's in our control. Because it has been a while since we've done a podcast. Yeah, this is the fir- uh, the second time in a row that we're doing three games to talk about. We were supposed to record on uh, Monday. Monday, yeah, uh, but they've had booth maintenance issues. I mean, they've, they've done booth maintenance, they're saying, but I'm not seeing anything <laughs> reflective, reflective in here. That... Uh, they certainly haven't spruced up the decor, have they? No, 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 still very, very bland in here, I would say. A bit like the last podcast that we did, that uh, was quite bland, because it was after Watford, wasn't it? Do you know what? I, I listened back, and then I listened to... Um... I did not listen back. No, because I wanted to hear how downbeat we were, and we were downbeat. And, well, uh, but but then I, so. I listened to, to Under a Gaslit Lamp as well, and, and they were... As equally, it was such a, a weird podcast, the last one. because Yeah, Giroba. Yeah. Um, because, because of the, the horrible nature of the Watford defeat. Um, and it was horrible. And it was horrible. And there was just nothing good to talk about. And yet we kind of sat here and, and you and I always try and take the positive. So it just felt like this horrible roller coaster ride of, oh, this was awful. But... It's the January transfer window. There could yeah. be fresh hope. And it proved to be, you know, we'll, we'll get on to the Burnley game a little bit later, but, you know, you're all down in the down in the doldrums and, and then the Villa pull out a, a good away a performance. Big win is a massive win because it dragged other teams down into it with us a little bit, including Burnley. Yeah. So it kept us within touching distance of the rest of the, the bottom half, so it was a massive result. Abs- and, yeah, and a massive performance, to be fair. Yeah, totally. And, and we've always talked about how away form... 
is the is the one that gets away often. And and we played really well, you know, the return of, of Tyrone and uh, it was just a, a new formation, a great team performance. Wesley played well, obviously. And we'll never see him again this season. And 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 that happens, which is really unfortunate. But you know, we'll get into that in a minute. We yeah. we obviously got the the Leicester game to talk about. Lots to get into there. We'll touch on the Fulham game, but not not go too deep into that one because it was terrible, and two because we're out now. And Fulham away. I think every time I've been there, I've had a great day except for the game. Yeah, six times I've been there. I've not seen us win once. I was speaking to Kieran O'Call, and um, yeah, he was there. I saw him. He he was basically like just before half time. He's like, I'm oh, just going down to the. Concourse. I saw him walking around with like food, various different bits of food, looking a bit lost. I saw him a few times. Just look, he looked lost. He wasn't interested in the game, from no, what I could see. No, he definitely wasn't. No, he definitely um, wasn't. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that briefly. But let's talk about last night first of all. Then, I suppose if you think about it, the three games that we've had, the one that we lost is the one you would have picked to lose. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. I totally agree. Yeah, it feels like I mean, it's, it's good not to lose, obviously. But if you had to, well, I think the the busyness of the fixtures and with the key injuries that we've had, if you're out of the FA Cup, good. fine. Especially now that we're kind of still in the League Cup, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it that's a nice balance. It's kind of justified, have. isn't it? Yeah. The team selection and the performance on Saturday, the the payoff is. Does the next game go well? And I would describe it as having gone well. Yeah. Although I'm still a little bit disappointed. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get into it then. Leicester won. Aston Villa won. Um, I mean, I wasn't particularly hopeful going into that game. No. I, mean, I I did a thing for the Sportsman where we, where we kind of previewed the game a little bit. And I, it kind of felt like we were, we're so close to the final at this stage. You might as well give it a go. That's what we did. But yeah, but if it but if it all goes wrong, it's not the end of the world because survival is the key thing. So I kind of went in with and Leicester are a great team as well. Yeah. Not, not to forget. So I kind of went in with the with the um, feeling that you know if it all goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. I was say Leicester aren't used to playing in cup semi-finals, whereas we've probably had a bit more of an experience of that in recent times. Of having the pressure, pressure knockout games, the playoffs, for example, twice we've had semi-finals in the playoffs. Yeah, FA need, Cup, where you need to win. So they're not necessarily used to, to, to those occasions. Although you probably looked at our eleven on the pitch and probably only Jack has played in a semi-final. And before. how much how, do you th- do you think that makes a massive difference to the players when they're playing at their at their home stadium? You it's know, it's not like it's at Wembley. And it's also different being at home. First, I think. Yeah, you want to get off to a good start. Before the game, I would have been happy to be in touch. Like if we'd lost by one goal, I'd have thought, okay, mm. something to take back to Villa Park there. But uh, to be one-one and go to Villa Park is an is an excellent result. But if it had been one-nil, like it nearly was, mm. imagine. Yeah. Well, I mean, Leicester Leicester didn't show any signs of nerves starting off the game. They were definitely the brighter of the of the two teams, and uh, I mean. Several you could you could count several players, uh, Madison, Vardy, uh, all having early chances. Um, Villa defending doggedly, to yeah. be fair, and and uh, but it looked like Leicester might kind of if they got one, they might go on to get a few more. Yeah, when they got back to one-one, I thought, oh, this is very reminiscent of the Spurs game. I mean, you're jumping ahead there, aren't you? Sorry, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, no, like when forget they, the rest when, of the when game. When they did score, yeah. it felt like it could be. But what about their start though? How, like yeah. they, they started off so brightly, and we were we were under the cosh. You'd expect that though, wouldn't you? A little bit. I mean, we were set up to defend last night. There wasn't much adventure from us. I mean, we had one shot on target yeah. and we scored from it. So I think the game plan was executed very well, actually, and we were happy with that. I think with the three centre backs, nullifies Vardy a little bit because they're all quick. 
So we can't make the same runs that he normally does. We weren't playing a high line at all. We were sat very, very deep. Yeah, he had a couple of chances, didn't he? Especially yeah. late on he that chance. But... but they're not his typical. No, he's got. Someone's played him in over the top, and he's he's got him behind. Like he destroyed us earlier like, in the season. Yeah, they're like tight angled angled shots. Villa's defenders are still on the scene. Mm. Snapshots. I think it shows the class of of him as a striker that he still could get a few chances away, yeah, even yeah. though he's got three uh, centre-backs who played very well last night. He still does get into those chances. Yeah. He just didn't have any gimmies, did he? No. They were sort of difficult chances, the ones he did have. And that's that's been a, a product of this three at the back. We, where we saw it against Burnley as well. I mean, Burnley, again, had a few chances, but we seem to be a bit more resolute, a and bit more solid. Yeah. That's exactly the story of the season, is Villa getting overpowered and teams just basically play, passing through us and it being too easy to get to get between the lines of the Villa team. It gives us a good base three at the back. Mm. It gives us something to build on. Even when we're not playing well in the game, we're, we're like you say, more resolute now. You've already mentioned him uh, this evening, but, but Neyland had a fantastic game yeah, last night. Out of this world, and uh, it, he's just been, since he's come back from, from injury, he's been an absolute revelation for Villa, hasn't he? Do you think he's, he's kind of taken the pressure off Dean Smith in terms of trying to find a new goalkeeper in January? Or do you think we're still searching? I think we're still searching. I understand we're still still searching. For me, it wouldn't be a priority now, and I'm sure it's not the number one priority of mm. the January transfer window, but people are saying to me, oh, what if Neyland gets injured? Kalinich is gone. You've then only got Sarkic, who... To be fair, if you're not getting a chance when three goalkeepers are injured, when are you ever going to get a chance? Yeah, so what's the what's the return on Steer? Is it next month? He'll be back the end of February. End of February, right. But then he's not he's not going to be able to come back and just play straight yeah, away, yeah. Steer. So, I mean, it sounds cruel, but you might be writing him off for the season. Mm. It's harsh. Well, it's not harsh. It's, it's really unlucky for Steer, isn't it? That yeah, he'll be kicking himself. That he, he... Well, he probably won't be kicking himself because he's got an injury. You, <laughs> that, know, you that, know what I mean. That won't help his, no, his don't recovery. Kick yourself, um, but to, to be the kind of hero of last year, certainly one of the heroes, and then not have his chance, and when his chance comes, he can't take it. It's really frustrating. Story of his Villa career, yeah. really. He's had a lot of bad injuries. He doesn't just get knocks when he gets injured, they're, they're bad injuries. and He's probably, when Heaton signed, probably realised Tom Heaton's reasonably injury-prone mm. as well. He's had a couple of bad injuries over the years, so he's probably thinking I might get my chance at some point. But Heaton has got that injury, but unfortunately, Jed's luck is he's never in with injuries either. Yeah. And he's out. But back... And Neil had a bad injury as well. Yeah, totally. Everyone on a team gets so many goalkeepers <laughs> injured. Well, a couple of years ago, we had six goalkeepers play, didn't we? I'm not sure that was all down to injuries, though. <laughs> well, no, that's <laughs> true. Lack of ability and lack of form at all, the time. Also true, but chairs got... Remember Maria? Oh, yeah. That we had on loan from Atletico Madrid, who I understand was on huge wages to be alone, and he basically played once in the Carabao Cup, and that was it. Yeah, did he? And they got sent back. Did, has he played, has he done anything since he's gone back? He's yeah? somewhere obscure, I think. Is he? He's definitely not at Atletico Madrid. Right. Yeah. But back to the goalkeeper in the sticks at the moment, uh, Orion Nealand, who was fantastic. And I want you to make sure you got his pronunciation of his name right. Yeah? I don't think you've done it. Oh, Nealand. Erian Nealand. What did I say? Or, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I I wrote this guy off absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I did. And when he was when he was first in um, in the championship, I thought he looked terrible. I thought he looked really really poor. I think he said himself he wasn't great. Yeah, well he wasn't. I think you, you could yeah. look at him. He was a. I thought he was a bit of a disaster to be honest. And I never ever saw him coming back to play for Villa I, after the. Especially he, not in the Premier League. Oh, well, he had he had a, a really bad injury, like you say, and was out for what nine months or so. And um, 
I just didn't see it happening. And since he's come back, he's made save after save of, of top quality and, and he's come and collected the ball obviously that I think there's a gift going round of him coming out and, and claiming the ball Berner. yeah wonderfully and he's just shown himself to have come on leaps and bounds so this is my open apology to Neyland I'm not sure he warrants an apology to be honest well do you know what I've, I got because you do a podcast when I, you've slagged the player off it doesn't mean you have to apologise I, I, really. I think it's fair I, think, I, like, I never saw him playing again for Villa. You were and, nasty about him, were you? Well, I, I would have been happy if he never if he left in the summer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listen, that's that's it. But but he's done really well. I got called out a couple of people on Twitter saying that I had, I needed Villa mad getting on my back. I'm sure I'm not the only one who wrote off I mean, Neyland. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's people. Still, there's one person definitely still doing it. I've seen. I've Is seen that? on Twitter. Oh, we won't name him. We won't give him the satisfaction of naming him. Oh, right, okay. I think he's just being stubborn at this point. Is it Max Roberts? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we won't name him. <laughs> I remember Max like being as kind of as unimpressed with him, shall we say, as, as me. I mean, I stuck up for him last season because I did think he was playing behind a shambles of a bat line at the mm. time. I mean, James Chester's playing on one one leg for the first half of that season. Yeah. Hutton at centre back on occasions. Bree at centre back on occasions. I think. Sometimes the goalkeeper instills confidence into the defence. I don't imagine that defence was instilling much confidence into Neyland when he no, just joined the club. So no. It was difficult circumstances to come in. I think if he'd stayed fit, he'd have probably got better as, in this, as the second half of the season went on. He, he, I think he said this himself or implied it that he's got he's worked on the physical side, so he's mm. made himself a bit a bit more resilient. I think that, that's what he needed. You think of the the Jay Rodriguez handball as the first bad goal that pops into my head from his time in goal last season, Neyland, and flimsy the way he came out, whereas now he, he's, he's not flimsy, is he, the, the way he's coming out? He's coming out and getting things, he's making decisions, he's decisive. And he's going through... That's why I say I want the goalkeeper, decisive. Totally, he's going through people, whether it's whether it's attackers or defenders, he's coming out and he's claiming the ball. Like you say, decisive, strong, um, and, and yeah, he just looks like a completely different keeper, and I'm so glad to see that. And Even I, his post-match interview, I felt he just looked like he has a status about yeah. him. And it was it was lovely to hear the the fans chanting yeah. "Norway's number one," and and that's a that must give him so much confidence. I, mean, I couldn't tell you who Norway's number two or number three. Was. No, but it doesn't matter. No, does I'm it? just saying I couldn't. Do you know what? It, it's like he's got the fans on side. The people like me who turned turned on him, and he did get a bit of stick in in the because there was a point where people were like clapping him when he when he caught the ball or whatever. There was yeah, a, I never liked no, like that. but. Obviously, there was there was a big faction of the fans who weren't that impressed with him, and now he's got everybody on side, and that's massive. And as well, the players you can see the players always going up to him and just going, yeah. "Yes, you're the man," kind of thing. There's I a huge. I've done that to him. I'm hurting from the gym. Are you? Yeah. You're hurting all over. Really. I yeah. touched you on the head earlier, and I you went what, down like a sack of spots. I think there'd have been a VAR review of what <laughs> you did to me that earlier. We're off camera before we started. There would have been uh, there would have been a look at it. They'd have been checked. They'd have checked it. They are, and then said no. I've had done the wrong thing. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for for those who don't know, who wouldn't know, because none of you were in the booth. Tom elbowed me on the top of the head earlier, completely by accident. But then he said I over exaggerated. I brushed your head, and you were like, a, it, was, ah, it was a down. Ah. I wasn't. I was holding my head. Oh. It was a downward motion. It was onto the top of the head. And it, well, it wasn't like a UFC a bit of a move. wrestling move, if you will. <laughs> I, I thought the people, you reacted like the, a wrestler. The people's elbow. Have you ever I seen mean, the people's elbow? That's not know, how it's used. The rock does it. Do anyway, rock. listen, we're we're out of uh, out of kilter already. Um, so Villa under 
a fair amount of pressure the first 30 minutes and then from nowhere almost uh, Villa take the lead Gilbert at the back post that predator that yeah, <laughs> yeah. what were the odds on, on Gilbert first goal scorer yeah I'd forgotten he'd scored for us before actually he scored in the in the previous round of the league at the first the, I think it was the second round when we entered the, the, the tournament he mm. bent one in didn't he yeah coming on as a substitute I think he was playing left back at, at the time but it's an important goal. Could go on to be a very important goal. A massive and, and and fair play. Gets on the end of Algarzi's cross. Beats Chilwell, who everybody's saying everything good about Chilwell. He off a little bit he Chilwell, did. didn't he? he I mean, it happens. Off. It happens yeah. to all defenders. Of course, but it was great for Gilbert to be there, first of all, and, and to have the, the kind of nous to, to get in front of his man and just knock it home. I mean, Chilwell's just thought there's no there's no danger here if the cross comes past me. Cause he probably wouldn't have expected Gilbert to... Well, I'll call him Gilbert all of a sudden. Gilbert to uh, dart to the, to the back stick and get there, would he? Because he's not a renowned goal scorer. But mm. it's those fine margins. You switch off, the unexpected happens. It's a good finish as well. Yeah. He took it well. There's a lot of um, Mr. Gilbert in between us uh, gifts and little videos yeah. going around last night. I enjoyed them yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's always good. always good to see an yeah. in between us video. Um, what says Will from the in between? <laughs> oh no, I've done a done a bad thing there, haven't I? Yeah, um, naive. It was very naive. Uh, on the other side, perhaps one of our one of our weaker players last night, Neil Taylor, um, struggled a little bit. I thought. If, yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought. I thought Pereira did him. A, a in the several first times. half, like the second half, mm. I wouldn't say. I thought he, he was pressured less in the second half. I didn't think he played better. Maybe Leicester didn't do as much down down the left-hand side. I mean, he hamstrung us going forward a little bit, although we didn't venture forward that much because we just couldn't keep hold of the ball, which mm. I'm sure we, we will come on to. But I didn't mind Neil Taylor in a game like that. When you're not going forward much, even though you're playing with wing-backs, I kind of think Taylor put in an acceptable display because he doesn't get caught out defensively and that's what you need in those kind of games we haven't seen the best of Matty Target we will in, now in, though, the, I think. in the last few games but this system's really going to suit him isn't it yeah it's like, obviously Gilbert's popped up the back, back post and scored I think it will suit it will suit Target mm. I think his best games for Southampton came when they moved Bertrand back to left centre back and gave to put Target left wing back and gave him the licence to go forward because sure. he has got a good delivery I mean at the moment there's no one to deliver into the box to so it doesn't matter if there's a, <laughs> yeah. there's a good delivery or not but he will. The defensive side of the game is his weaker weaker point. His, his attacking is better than his defending, so mm-hmm. I think the formation will suit him. I thought he might be back. I don't know whether he'll be back for Sunday because Dan Smith hasn't done his press conference at the time. Yeah, yeah. But I saw images of him in training. Okay. So I presume he's not far off. Right. Good. Well, I, yeah, I'd like to see him because he was getting a bit of stick, even even in this parish, um, about his kind of about his performances and his kind of mentality, his strength on the on the pitch. So he's it'd be good to get him now, back. Tyler. No, I'm mean oh, target. target. I'm yeah. just saying Neil Taylor is, is what he is really, isn't it? Yeah. You, you know he's not going to give you the going forward. He's not a Premier League target. defender. He has been for a fair amount, well, not a fair amount, but a portion of his career because he was for Swansea for a few years and was quite highly rated when Swansea had Rodgers. Mm. He played well under Brendan Rodgers. I, 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 I can't see it. I mean, he's, he'll stay at Villa and, and I think he'll be a, a decent backup. But He's probably got another year on his contract, I would suggest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could have been 2-0 for Villa. Edri Konza yeah. absolutely hammering the bar. Kind of hits the side of his head. It's an odd header. I don't know if you've seen it back. He kind of like, hits it there. Um, it's a beautiful delivery, um, and, and, and Konza does well to meet it, but rack, ro- rockets back off that bar. I mean, imagine the scenes of being 2-0 up. Yeah, just before half-time time as well. Yeah. Would have been massive, but 
I mean, it would have, we, it would have flattered us 2-0, obviously. I mean, 1-0 perhaps flattered us yep. as well. I'm trying to work out whether he's a bad miss and he should score or whether he's just unlucky. Like He's had to adjust quickly and head it quickly. I don't, I don't know whether you think it's a bad miss that he should score. I don't I don't think it's a bad miss. Oh, I don't know, really. I like. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad miss, no. no. Honestly, it's weird how he heads it because... It shouldn't be kind of coming off the side of his head, but maybe he's just got ahead of the ball and had, like you say, had to adjust. But then, if you're going to be critical of him, then should his run be better? Because it's not like it's deflected and he has no, to. No, it's a great ball in. Like you take a Schmeichel, didn't really know what to do, did yeah, you? When, when, it, when it came in, that's what you want from those kind of uh, deliveries into the box. So, yeah, I was just trying to work out whether whether I'm, he should score or not. I think you're probably right. I mean, he angles his head slightly differently, and that goes in. You know, it gets slightly more over the top. But in, it's in that, he's gone over the bar as he's hit the bar, yeah. so it's a looker in that second. So Villa one nil um, at, at the half. Uh, Madison's had a couple of chances. Ming seems to be everywhere. Ming's had a great game. He had one of his top five games since he's been at the club. How is he the most important player on the pitch? Like I know Jack Grealish, but. Since Ming's, it feels like a year ago, doesn't it? So Ming's has come back and he. He's enlivened this team again. He's so solid. It's it's very difficult to say he's the most important player because yeah. when Jack doesn't play, it's so bloody obvious. Yeah, like we, we're so. But it's obvious when Minx doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I suppose if you look at it logically, they're equally as important because when we're going forward, if Jack's not there, we're nowhere near as fluid and nowhere near as effective. And if Minx isn't in the defence, it looks a lot ropier. Yeah. So they're probably it's equal, isn't it? Yeah. Like we've obviously lost two important players for a big, a big, well, three important players for a big stage of the season. We can't afford to be without Mings and Grealish for any game really now. Yeah. Whilst all those are out as well, like you just can't be without. I just like his leadership. He blocks things. He's always <laughs> talking. He he puts it puts his head where it hurts. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I just think he instills confidence in yeah. the whole team. He's such a good talker. Yeah. You just see him directing everything all, all game. He was. So he was giving Nakamba like intense instructions mm. at one point, and he—it's good to have a variety of captains on the pitch. He's definitely one of them. I listened to um, the Peter Crouch podcast earlier in the week, and he was talking you about. Love that, don't you? I do love the Peter Crouch podcast. It, he, uh, Crouch, he was talking. What season are they on now? Four. How they overtaken us when we started first? Because they don't do the whole year; okay. they just do bits. Um, we should start doing that because then we can, we can like, if we split it. When we get to we, can, we get to like season ten by the end of the season, people will say you haven't listened before. I'm like, oh, this podcast got ten like seasons. three week seasons, yeah. right? This podcast got ten seasons. It must be good. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, then I'll listen to it and decide it's not. Anyway, the episode was on captains, and he was talking about how people don't like. He was telling his kids, "You've got to be talking." Oh no, it was Jamie Carragher. You've got you've got to be talking. Like was Carragher on the podcast? No, he, he was, was talking, talking about, about Jamie, Jamie Carragher. So Jamie I mean, Carragher, he's got one of those ones we've described before. He's yeah. not wearing the armband, but he doesn't affect, doesn't affect him. And he's telling his his kid, like, even if you're not the best player on the pitch, if you're bossing everybody else about, that's a really important trait for for any team. And when Mings isn't there, we miss that, and and we just don't seem to have that. Even if Heaton's on or or whoever other senior players, we don't seem to have that commanding. Leader in that in that capacity. I mean, you probably noticed it in the Villa on tour game. I'm not the best footballer in the world, but I'm a good leader, good <laughs> communicator, like Ty- like Tyrone. Sure. So I think, I think what you say is true. You though. did inspire me. Yeah, I I was, yeah, I wasn't very good, but uh, you were. Well, yeah, you I, was, were. I thought we had a team of leaders. That Are day. we playing them again? Is that happening? I presume it'll happen in the summer again. I would think. Look forward to that. I'm I'm working hard in the gym. 
yeah. Since yeah, daily. It's been good this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. Uh, Douglas Louise had a golden chance. Uh, nice play from Gilbert and, and um, Trezeguet. Lay it off to, to Douglas Louise and, and he's, he's he hits it and it's just... Too late. It, it, well, it, hits the, it, it just kind of trickles through, really. There's nothing... He has a, it's, a, it's a golden opportunity to really pedest- strike it. a bit pedestrian at this point when we're going forward, I think. I think I remember thinking that. Mm. I mean, we... I'm not going to criticise the, the teams. It's a, it's, a, it's a great result, but you do feel like there was more there for us on the break if we were a little bit better on the ball. It doesn't help not having a focal point up front. We're playing without a striker last night, essentially. I mean, Al Ghazi's led the line for most of the game and he's got an assist. Mm. But it's very difficult when you're not playing. You're playing without a natural striker, I think. Yeah, I, I, do, I totally agree. Um... But our passing in general was sloppy all night, to say the least. Yeah, it, it, was, it was frustrating. I think the pedestrian comment is, is spot on especially we'll, we'll talk about the goal you know it's our free kick Conta plays it out and, and Luis is pickpocketed you know just inside our own half but even after that point we never kind of recover no. and it just felt like when Leicester had the ball and they break they're all they're all going forward and it's it's, it's fast it's really really uh, scary to they're that high on point. confidence aren't they they've got pretty much their first team out they've I think they've suffered many injuries this season. Leicester, I know Vardy's been missing for a couple of weeks. Of course, he came back last night. But in the main, it's the same people out there every week. We're a bit cobbled together at the moment. You know, three strikers not there last night. I mean, we needed more strikers anyway, but the three that we have got, none of them were, were there yes. last night. Dean Smith said Codger was ill. Do you do you believe that, or do you think he's on his way I out? I mean, I'm, I'll be purely speculating, but it just seems a little suspect to me. There's a, there's a link with... Um, Codger to Nottingham Forest in the region of three million, according to Twitter. Uh, I don't know. That was expensive for someone with six months left on his contract. That's who's twenty nine third. Yeah, and hasn't doesn't have the trust of of the Villa yeah, management. He'll probably go to Forest and score goals in the Championship if he does go there. To be to be fair, he'd probably score goals in the Championship. He's just not a Premier League player. It depends on the system, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, he, he didn't. He wasn't. A, a big favourite with Smith when he came in last year. No, but he's still got nine goals last season in the Championship, even though he wasn't playing everywhere, which isn't a bad return. No. Some of those games would have been spent out wide as well. I mean, I didn't think much of his performance on Saturday against Fulham. He took the goal well, which I know is El Ghazi's goal, but he, he did well to finish that off. He like, livens up when he thinks he might get a chance, but yeah. other than that, there's just a complete lack of interest. Yeah. I think... I really don't think he would have played last night, even if he was fit. I think he would have been on the bench. I think we'd have played that same three up front, even if Kodja was was not ill. My thought, my thought is that even if he's ill, he's on the bench. Do you know what I mean? Like he has to be really ill not to be on the bench at all. That that seems because we, we don't we, have we, anybody we, else. We don't know how. No, no, of course he, he, he said he came off the training pitch, didn't he? Yeah. He's obviously been at training. I don't. I guess we'll never know. Like anything I say is purely speculation because I don't have the, have the facts. I just think it seems a little little off. Something seems a bit fishy about it to me. We shall see. Uh, ten minutes left. Uh, Leicester level. That Ian Acho goal. He finishes it very smartly. But again, it's loves a goal against us, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? Yeah, he Came off the bench as well, he did didn't he? City as well. Um, he. He puts it away smartly, but we never really should get into that position. As I say, we're just too lax on the ball, and and we've seen I've I've, I've seen Douglas Louise pickpocket other players. He can do it, but he just seems to switch off. Pickpocketed a lot himself. Got switched off, didn't he? He's a young player. I think he'll be a very very good footballer. Hmm. I think he's got great technique. Some of the stuff he does on the ball is really really nice. Yeah. Although I prefer it if he could do the simple stuff. At times, I don't. Hmm. Think, I feel that's what his downfall is. 
at the moment. He doesn't doesn't do the simple things. I mean, him in the camber last night. Every time they got the ball, they just looked a little bit panicked. More so in the camber. The camber looked very panicked every time he gets the ball. We saw in his first few games with the camber that he can do it. That's what I was going to say to you. I just think his confidence is on the floor. Yeah. At the moment, Louise is a is a young player. He's a, he's a really really young player, still twenty one, not played on a ma- massive stages before the, pre- the Premier League is a bigger stage than, than, what he, than what he's used to playing pretty much every week as well, which is which is a fact. So he's just got certain things in his game that, that I don't like. He's got a very not a lot of very nice things as well, but there's just a few things in there that I don't like and the kind of what we saw for the for the goal that we get we gave away and it's Conte's fault as well. I, f- I feel we see too much of that kind of thing mm. for me. But the people are disagreeing with me. I mean, plenty of people have completely hammered me on Twitter. <laughs> fine, that's that's their opinion. I'm just sharing my, sharing my opinion. But yep. he's got stuff he can work on. I just I just think that kind of thing has happened too much for me. It hasn't we haven't always got punished for it? But just bad decision making, which I know you'll get with younger players. So that's a fair thing. Fair thing to throw throw at people that he's tw- he's twenty one. You think about like the Watford penalty; it's needless, mm. just needless things in his game sometimes. Yeah, naive. Yeah, we we talked before before we started the podcast. You know, uh, people questioning why bringing Danny Drinkwater. He had a couple of couple yeah. of very obvious examples why yeah, we might need go, someone like Danny Drinkwater. Side, I think. Yeah. And, it's hard to argue against it. Yeah, I'll we'll talk about him a little bit more. Smith said um, of of that goal, uh, it was a bit of a farcical goal to give away. We can take a lot, an awful lot of confidence and belief from the performance uh, to come away here unbeaten for one. Uh, but it was a farcical goal which we've given away, and it blotted the performance somewhat. Fair. Concert got booked just before he he took the free kick. And Smith said may have distracted him, put him off a little bit. I don't think the ball should ever go to Louise in Louise's defence, but he he's shown for it, so yeah. has given it. But I'm saying, if it was me taking that free kick, I would err on the side of caution and not give it to him. But I, I mean, think it's a dangerous area. We're not that close to our own box, you know. All Conza needs to, uh, all Louise needs to do is get the ball, and then he can give it back to Conza, and then we're out playing forward again. And that's how teams he's like very, to play. Louise is very slow to react to the, the danger. One hundred percent. Whether he should have got a shout, I don't know. I think you give a bit too much blame to Conza in that situation. I don't really think Conza's done anything Smith, wrong. I follow Smith. Blamed Conson more than always. Right. Well, maybe, maybe. It's probably, probably a reason for that. Yeah. After he's come out and said that, he might think different behind closed doors. To me, it's it's Conson's given the ball to Louise because he's asked for the ball. Uh, Conson could take that back. The only again. other thing is is Louise making that run to try and create space for someone else. I don't. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, he's got enough time on the ball to realise that he's got the ball at his feet. He's just. It's just not. That quick it and feels like pocket. a typical goal to concede for Villa this season. Yeah. Just our own downfall. We plotted it. Very frustrating. Vardy has a great chance at the end. Rifles it into the side netting. Uh, half of the half of the stadium think it's gone Always in. Always satisfied. When that, when <laughs> yeah. That happens, when it's, <laughs> it's always a nice thing to hear. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Soyon Soyon Chu. Um, I've mastered that since the last time. He really has, yeah. I couldn't do it. Uh, he has a uh, has a header. Say well served by by Neeland as well. So. You know, Leicester had their chances and probably feel a little bit aggrieved that they only come out of it one or I mean, you only have to look at the stats in terms of the shot count and the possession to say Leicester dominated that game. But yeah. we had to play that way. I don't think there was any other way we could have played. And it, yeah. I think it will be pretty much the same on, on Sunday. It, we couldn't be fine for getting the striker in yeah. before Sunday. So I think it will be pretty much the same on Sunday as well. If we go out and attack Leicester, we get more 4-1 again. Mm. 
I think it was the right decision. I don't think Dan Smith likes playing that way, but I think it was the right decision. How do you think he plays at home? Do you think he plays the same way? Depends who's fit, who we've signed. I mean, God, I don't think I want him to be going to penalties or anything like that. I still haven't recovered from the West Brom penalty shootout mm. in the past. Our prime objective at Villa Park will be to keep it tight, but the atmosphere will be electric. It's a proper semi-final now. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I wanted to be going into the second leg with us having a shot mm-hmm. and having a chance. You don't want to be, you don't want to be playing a second leg when you've been beat three, four, one in the in the first game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. You want it to be competitive, and that'll be a really, really special night under the floodlights at Villa Park now. Because our fans all will want to win the League Cup. I, I, I want to win something. I haven't since win anything properly since 1996. Mm. It's too League long. Cup. It's too long. We've had a good affinity with this competition over the years, and the earlier rounds, obviously, we've played a uh, like a reserve side. Essentially, we took it seriously last night. Leicester took it seriously, which I think you have to when you get to this stage of the competition. Yeah. Leicester, you could see the Leicester fans last night were, were behind behind the team, their atmosphere in the first half. The Leicester fans seemed quite loud, not so much in the second half. Well, they'll they'll consider it exactly the same as, as Villa, won't they? Like, they want to win Silverware doesn't come around that often. And obviously, the two Manchester clubs, particularly Manchester City in recent years, are au fait with winning things. Yeah. It, it's not it's, it's kind of the normality. But for Leicester, obviously, the league uh, came a few years ago. Um, but it doesn't come around every day. And, no. and Rodgers will want to win it. Smith will obviously want to win it. Um, Rodgers hasn't won anything in England yet, if, if my memory serves me correctly. I'd say that's about right. Because he's come close with, with Liverpool with, yeah. with things. Yeah, yeah. I think the Swansea League Cup was the year after under Loudrup. So he hasn't won anything in the English game yet. So he'll want to win, he'll want to win a trophy. Of course, all four teams that have been left in the competition want to win a trophy, although... Man U did her the impression of a team that did. Yeah. But saying everything we said we want to win a trophy, obviously the FA Cup game, we're sat here not celebrating that we're but, out, but we're. Yeah, but you're. you're if we hadn't gone this the, far in the League Cup, the FA Cup might have annoyed me more. You've got what? Five or six games before you get into the final of the FA Cup. We've got we've, busy January as and well. We've only got. You only need one more good performance and you're in the final of, yeah. the, of the League Cup. So it doesn't, doesn't take that much more. I had a bet on Villa to win the League Cup at the start of the season. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't yeah. you? No cashing out. I should probably checked it after that. I should have checked it when we were 1 0 up, to be fair. Yeah. That was an error of me. I completely forgot, it, but forgot about it. I'm like, oh, I'll see it through now. I'm going to see it. It's going to be Manchester City, isn't it? Barring a miracle at the Etihad. The fact they've got one goal back just gives them that sniff. But I see they'll have too much for them, I think. Yeah. If, if they were going to the Etihad level, Mania, I think counter-attack, they've, they've already done Man City on their own patch this season. Yeah, league, yeah, yeah. It just won't suit them being behind, having to, having to chase and come forward. Mm. Man City would, would just be too good for them again. Right. I'm sorry. Part of me thinks... I mean, Man City obviously played Watford in the FA Cup final last season, won seven nil, and I've witnessed Villa lose an FA Cup four four nil, which wasn't an FA Cup four nil, which wasn't a pleasant experience. Like, it was horrible. If you get through and you have to play Man City, there is that risk of getting absolutely smashed on the big mm, stage again. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Let's move on because we're half an hour in and we've won one of our three games so far. It was do you want, the main one though, wasn't yeah. it? Do you want to do? One? Do you want to do Burnley now? Does that make sense? Or do you want to get Fulham out of the way? I'm going to work backwards at this point now yeah. do Fulham. OK. Oh, my notes are in yeah, all Ful- sorts of problems here. F- Fulham was crap. Let's do Burnley. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it just I'm, wasn't very good. Literally the first note, terrible game. I mean, it wasn't, one for, it wasn't one for the neutral. It wasn't a good advert for the FA Cup. No, certainly wasn't. I mean, I talk about being pedestrian in midfield last night. On the ball, the whole team was pretty pedestrian Yeah. against Fulham. Couldn't tell you whether that was Fulham's first team or not. Is my is my only thought. Mm. But Kanyaka looked the only bit of class on on the pitch. To be fair, mm. 
and I don't even know. I think that's his first goal since September or something for, for Fulham. He's got two good goals for them. Incredible don't goals. Get me wrong. Don't get Kanaka me wrong. and uh, and Harry Arthur with absolute belters. But Villa had a couple of chances. El Ghazi has a chance. Uh, Hotter Hotter has a chance. Well, El Ghazi had two. The one that he should score, which was played in from the right, and then but there's one before that where he where he has a. Um, a decent shoot, a decent shooting opportunity, but but puts it slightly wide. Hotter with the volley as well, um, a decent chance. But that that Ghazi, the the pass, and he just kind of passes it, passes well. it back to Rodak. Yes, yeah, it was a poor performance all around. The only player that really came out of it with any credit was Chester. Mm. Outfield players, I, I would say, and came through it as well. It's good to see him out there again. He's a, it's good to see him on the bench last night as well in the. In the League Cup, Chester Rolls Royce his way through through the game. He's, it's just I, I just love watching him. I've got, I, re, I really really love him as a, as a player and a person. So just happy to be able to watch him again after his injury problems. Yeah, James James Chester. Back three might give him a shout of some football in the Premier League yeah. this season. To be fair, as well, we've got five centre backs. At some point, someone might get injured. You know, James Chester might get get a chance again in the Premier League at some point which again I'd really really I, mean, I don't want someone to get injured but mm. I'd like to see James Chester on the pitch for Villa in the Premier League after all he's done to get us up yeah. but it was just a nothing it, essentially it was a nothing game and I think either team was that bothered about going through Fulham were better than us although not great themselves it's just disappointing that a lot of people who aren't in the team were playing in that game mm. and no one really gave Dean Smith anything to think about yeah that's and true I always think that's a bit poor yeah well because we've we've talked a lot about the Wesley v Codger debate and it doesn't seem like either of them are potentially going to be around from 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 now on and you're really looking at Codger to kind of establish himself and just show that he can lead this line and he just just didn't did he just work hard enough. Yeah, he just doesn't look. He doesn't look interested. I mean, at least with, at least with the others, they were like doing the things they have to, like like, like working hard, which is the, the bare minimum, the basics. God, just, just sauntering around, not not really that that bothered about what's going on. If if he thinks he might get half a chance at scoring, he'll put put some effort in. He's just, I think he's going to go anyway. So I don't like I don't like criticising anyone, and he did have a spectacular first season. Maybe injuries have played a part, and he's had to adapt his game, and he's he struggled with it. But when he's been on the pitch this season, for me, he's just been he's been rubbish. What did you make of Hotter? Anything? Quiet. His pass for the, for the kind of uh, for the Codger El Ghazi goal was was very nice. So he was the one I thought that kind of game might suit him. He does have that kind of in his locker, doesn't he, to to open up a, a defence. I mean, he cost two million pound plus plus Gary Gardner, so very little investment there, but. I don't see a long-term future for him at the club. I he doesn't make me stand up and say, "Wow, really?" Hotter. I, 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 he's a bit something a bit different to the, some of yeah. the rest of the players we've got, but I don't know if he's just a little bit too lightweight. I like him, and I, I, I think he was our our player of the pre-season, if I remember. He was the one where everybody was kind of like, That's fair. "There's, there's," like you say, he was really cheap, and yet he he kind of made the position his own. He's been injured a little bit as well, and I thought. Just those kind of those, those, those sparks, those the the kind of volley and then the the pass. It it does show that he has got he's, he's got, got the quality. Oh, God, he's definitely got abilities and very pleasing on the eye when he when he does have the ball. I'd like to see more of. I don't know where. I don't know how he fits in. But and I, I couldn't I couldn't put him in over anyone else at the moment. Maybe but, it's one of those ones where the formation, the extra security in the defence now, might free him up a little bit when he does play. Yeah, if he does get a chance. So. You never know. I mean, the last game he played was at Watford. He wasn't very good. No, but nobody. Maybe that's the overarching memory in my head yeah. of what, what I'm remembering. Just 
He got to, I think he got dragged at half time. Yeah. Did, didn't he? In that game. Well, early, yeah. yeah. Unless I've completely made that up. But he's just, it's not quite happened for him yet. Showed in the Everton home game what he can do. Lovely through ball for Wesley, but I just haven't seen enough of that when he's been on the pitch. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I like to see him be a bit more busier. Not busy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying that Harry Arter scored like straight after he'd come on. That was that's yeah. always frustrating to Annoying see. Annoying he'll never score a goal like that again in his life. <laughs> it as was well. it was a peach, wasn't it? Oh, you could see it straight away. Oh. Yeah. yeah he hit it very well. Um anything else that you want to highlight from that game? We don't want to dwell too much. I mean on it. I had a great day. I <laughs> hung around with some great great people. I, I said Bedford I could, villains. I said I had to go remember to give a shout out to the mm. to Danny and the the Bedford villains very nice to me, bought me a Jager bomb. I did a uh, bungee jump was, in Bedford. Did you? Mm. Not with the Bedford Lions. No. No, no. My 21st birthday. You wouldn't get me doing anything like that. No? No, don't fancy not for me, bungee. No. They bought me a Jager bomb. They are, I think they're quite they're a lively bunch, let me tell you. There was like a Jager tray of about the 50 Jager bombs came on. I was like, Jesus, jeez. They did, when was it? this? Before or after? Afterwards in, right. the, in the pub. And to be honest, that was the start of my downfall. I hadn't planned to stay, stay out that late, but I was... Light back home. Do you get trouble? No, 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 no. She's, she, I don't get trouble for, st- for stuff like that. No? No, no, not, not at all. Over Christmas? She wasn't expecting me to be back that late. I wasn't myself expecting to be back that late, but just got carried away. I, mean, I, ended, I ended up in a, pu- a pub at the end with two Villa bands that I'd never met before in my life, just me, just me and them. No, oh, yeah. No one else had gone. Really? We just sat down having a drink. Aston Villa shirts on, on Instagram, which was the three of us. Ah, that reminds me... Um, uh, not yesterday morning, the morning before, I was asleep on the uh, on the train going into work, and uh, I. Miss your stop? No, my my stop is the last one. You managed to miss your stops and stuff when you were awake. So it's yeah, it's true. You don't when you're yeah, well, I can't. I can't physically miss the stop. Anyway, I'm asleep. Uh, how uh, my son hasn't been sleeping very well, so I'm, I'm asleep. I wake up, and there's just this, just this guy coming through, and he, he looks at me. And I've obviously like got drool and stuff. I'm not not impressive, and then then he turns around and goes. You from the Villa View podcast, and I was just like, finally. "Yeah," I was like, "And this dry mouth." It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and that's how he recognised my voice clearly. But um, a guy called Craig, very nice guy, yeah. and we had a little chat about Villa and then parted ways. But nice. similar to the thing where you just speak to somebody randomly. Bad about timing Villa. for you. Your Terrible timing. A moment of joy for you finally <laughs> in that kind of arena, and you're, and you're dribbling down. Oh, yourself. horrible! Yeah, it was like typical Tom Jude. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I mean, that's how he recognised. Recognise yeah. me for sure. Anyway, but yeah, going back, the 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 day was good. The performance the was terrible. Are always good because there's just so many class people yeah. on Wydays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many class people. Good. Like, it's not really a way day for you, is it? It's Twenty I mean, minutes down the road. It's a way day still because it's not a Villa Park. Yeah. Technically, it's an away day. I know it's not for me. It's only twenty minutes on the train, mm. which is enjoyable if anything. Yeah. For David Brent, it's enjoyable. <laughs> if anything. For me, to only have to travel twenty minutes and everyone else to have to do the drive. So the FA Cup continues without Villa. Um, and we can we can kiss goodbye to that one for another year. I feel like the FA Cup won't lose any sleep. Over. No, no, I don't think anybody will. No. no, we're better off out of it. I think it's, I don't like saying that because I love the FA Cup, but mm. I don't think it's for us this season. No, maybe well. next season. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully in the Premier League and in the FA Cup, that'd be yeah. nice. Uh, all right, so and go in Europe, and in Europa League because we've won the league. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. a nice little yeah. touch yeah. as well, yeah. isn't it? Although then when you're in the Europa League, you start to think. We need to play don't need this. Like, Wolves have handled it very well. Yeah. The Europa League and Premier League demands. They've actually shown how it should be done. Like, I don't, I don't have to buy all this tiredness stuff because Wolves seem to be doing okay with both. Yeah. And they've used pretty much the same bunch of players. Yeah. They've played. I think Connor Cody's played every game for them <laughs> except for against us. Yeah. 
True, true. Uh, all right, let's go back then to the first game of this this uh, triple header. Uh, 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah, Burnley 1, Villa 2, a fantastic away win and much needed three points, especially after the pretty abysmal Christmas we had. Um, and this was the first time we'd seen the kind of new three at the back formation. Um, it would have took Burnley by surprise that I would imagine. I definitely, yeah. And and I think that was obviously part of Smith's thinking. He's really thrown kind of caution to the wind a little bit. And and it really paid off for him. You know, Hawes, uh, Conter and Mings seem to well. come together really well. Yeah, yeah. And the car carried it on again. Last night, I got hiccups. Carried it on again last night. Diet Coke, isn't it? I know it's a bad diet. I never learn every week. <laughs> Next week, don't let me come in with a, with a fizzy drink. Okay. I never learn. Um, yeah, yeah. It was. It was just. A, we started on the front foot. Played with a nice intensity. Scored a pretty good goal that got disallowed for very little. Yes. Oh, yes. And then you start to think, oh, here we go. We've actually started a game well. We have. We've scored. It's going to get disallowed. It's got disallowed. I knew straight away. I felt straight away that's going to get disallowed for something. Yeah. It felt like too much had happened in the build-up that they'd find something to some way to disallow it. VAR. Yeah. It was. It's just so stupid, isn't it? Wesley's shoelace was offside? Or? Uh, but it, was, it essentially was that, wasn't yeah. it? It was the, the thickness of his heel. I mean, what offside. happens if someone's shoelace is dangling down over the boot? Would they draw the line from there? Do you think? Uh, if I, it was behind the heel? How how would anyone know at this point? It's just ridiculous, no. isn't it? But But... I guess theoretically, if his shoe is undone and the, and the shoelace is playing someone onside or the uh, the the striker's offside. Obviously, if a defender was on the floor and I've got a really long hair, really long hair, I can't remember Darren Peacock. Yeah, <laughs> Darren Peacock's on the floor. <laughs> long hair I, uh, is like gone past could the you point. S- yeah. would, would that count as being offside? I guess so. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, stupid. Very I stupid. Hate, I absolutely hate it. At that point, I, I felt like I could be done with football and never look back. Do you know what the worst thing is? That uh, the, they they talked about changing the rules and making them like updating them over Christmas. I just haven't. Like everything else is, is, is still season. as stupid as it ever was. No. It's a really nice goal as well. Yeah, a really good header. What a great header, by it's the way. A, we don't associate Jack with scoring great headers. No, I think he's only ever scored two in his life. With his head, with his head, I think both were last season. Obviously, mm. one against Blues. I think Bolton away was a, was a header as well. Good heading, knowledge. And it's just a, it's just a really good header, like a proper strikers. Yeah, head. Alan Shearer would have been proud of that header. Very much. You don't associate that Jack Grealish with stuff like that. And it's not even just the header. He's the the movement is perfect. He's the last man. He he times his run per, to perfection. And I can't even remember who put the cross in. Connects though, really, it? Really, it comes from the is right. It is it Gilbert? It was Louise, have I got it written Jenny? down? Of course not. Mm. I mean, you no, it was concert. Great con- oh, yeah, concert. It was concert. It was concert. Apologise to the notes. Is he down there? Apologise to the notes. I apologise to you. I'm not going to look at the notes <laughs> and apologise to them. I mean, you kind of did. Have you had that? Have you had that? I feel like you've had that bit up the whole time and yeah. haven't looked through any of the rest of the notes. Oh, no, I have. I've been moving. Oh, okay, fair There's enough. a lot that goes into this side of the desk yeah, that you don't see properly. You don't happens. appreciate That's it. That's true. Messy your side compared to mine. This is like my desk at work. Yeah, it's an I, absolute disgrace. I, I, there's always food everywhere. <laughs> we hot desk and people always. Oh, you can tell you've sat there the day. Before. That's gross. There's even food in the cupboard. The day before. Oh, that's grim. Oh, no, I'm, I'm a bit untidy at work sometimes. That's not untidy. I'm that's bad hygiene. I'm working on it. 
That's disgusting. It's giving me something to work on. Do you drip diet coke in there? No, no. Sometimes food falls, though, and sometimes it can get stuck oh. in the cable, and then you can't get it out. You're grim. You can't are. get it out sometimes. I don't like hot desking. I'd rather just have my own desk. Just have a pile of food in the keys. When we started hot desking in my office at the work... The J doesn't work. Suddenly everyone was starting to get ill straight away. There'd never been much illness in my department. Now suddenly there's, there's a lot more since we started hot desking. Right. I don't see the point in hot desking, to be honest. I'd love to have my own. There's, there's enough desks for us all. Yeah, yeah all that's managed, the thing. We all manage it? to sit there every day. <laughs> so why do we have to hot desk? Oh, dear. Uh, so some people just have the same desk every day anyway, because they're first in. Well, that's it, isn't okay. it? I'm not a fan of hot desking. No. I guess sure. we could swap round... Someone did ask for us to swap round yeah. one, just for a change. <laughs> That's there. hilarious. The hot, de- hot desking in the podcast. Should we do that? Should... Two of us. <laughs> hot desking. I'll, I'll work outside, I think. Yeah. Um, so Villa on top. Wesley has a decent chance. Uh, Trezeguet as well. Uh, Pope playing all right, kind of uh, equal to, to a lot of it. Uh, and then... Wesley gets the breakthrough about half an hour in. Uh, he takes it really well on his chest uh, and it's a nice volley through the legs of Pope. You know, I think you should save it. I, I was going to say, if I'm going to criticise Wesley as I'm one to do, it's straight at Pope. But I think... As long as it goes in, it's a good strike. Top. I think it is a good strike. He keeps it low and... It's a nice little, again, nice build-up. That was the thing we would... Every time we came forward, it was nice passages of play. Lo- stuff we hadn't seen for weeks. Lovely build-up. And I think Wesley does well to kind of bring it down and strike it quickly. And I think that's what catches Pope out. He doesn't expect it to come that it's quickly. It's so annoying that he got himself off the mark. Something just happens since then. He gets himself off the mark, has a good game. He has a, yeah. Yeah, he did have a good game. Just, just, yeah, that's it for the we'll, we'll come on to that. Um, and then just before half-time as well, Grealish doubles the lead. This one actually counts. Uh, uh, what a great finish, by the way. Nice build-up again as well. Was it in the Canberra and Louise build, building up with him? Yeah. Yeah, really. So the Canberra and Louise, I thought they were both... I've criticised them earlier. I thought they were very good in that game. And people who say, I hate Douglas Louise. <laughs> I tweeted after that game saying I thought Douglas Louise was man of the match. Mm. You can think that people have had good games and bad games. Sometimes it's not, exclu- it's not exclusive that they're one or the other. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I loved. I tell you what, the Grealish finish is. I know we've seen him score great goals, but he strikes it so early and and really catches again, c- catches Pope off guard, yeah, and he's near post as well. And he gets so much power behind it. And I think if he's, he's just been missing. Like a, an array of finishes, and I think he's shown that with his header, with the goals that he's already his scored. Record this season is very good. It's phenomenal, and and this was another different type of guy. I know it's it's it's, a, it's another rocket, and he scored a lot of them, but it's a different kind of rocket. And um, obviously Gareth Southgate was there, wasn't he, against Leicester last night? He's got to be playing for England, man. It's silly now. Yeah, it's silly. He's got he's good enough to be in that squad and go to the Euros and be a game changer for England. He's been fantastic, and he, he, we talked about Mings versus Grealish, and it's not one or the other, is it? Madison versus Grealish. No, no, no. Mings versus oh, Grealish sorry. in terms of <laughs> don't don't come at me. That number 10 <laughs> <goal>. <laughs> yeah, um, who's who's the kind of most influential? But it, it isn't one of the two. It's both of them playing, uh, in, and it's great to see Mings uh, corralling the defence and then. Uh, Grealish just making these things yeah. happen up top. I think he's got eight goals and five, six assists. Sorry, in all competitions, Grealish. That's a great record for this stage of the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, double figures, and which he's, he'll easily do if he stays fit and yeah. and keeps getting those chances. And and Gareth Southgate has to look at. Him. I think it's already his best goal scoring season. Uh, yeah, I guess so because that's always the thing, yeah. isn't it? It's always been can he add goals to his game, and and he's doing it. He's the complete package now for, for me, Grealish. Mm. He, he just has to be in the England team. It's, yeah. If he was doing this for anyone else, I would be saying the same. And he's versatile as well. You know, he gives Gareth Southgate so many options, and he's going to cause people grief. Yeah, be one of those players I just think will be brilliant for England as well. 
you know, to a lesser extent, you remember like Darius Vassell got in the England squad. It was never that good for Villa Vassell. Well, he was good, but you know what? He wasn't spectacular. He didn't score loads of goals. Yeah. But yeah, he looked so lit, dangerous for so England. So quick, wasn't he? Vassell wasn't he? he was something different. I just think Grealish can be someone different, even if he's not starting. Bringing him on, your course teams all kinds of problems. England's got quite a tough group in the uh, in the Euros. I can't even think of Croatia and Czech Republic, and then whoever wins the playoff. Like, we always get Croatia. Sure we got Croatia. Yeah, I looked oh. it up the other day. We always get Croatia. Yeah, yeah. We should watch a game together. We never watch England. Had a game of articulate once. My friends, the twins, aren't the, aren't, aren't the cleverest, and we talk about a, pla- a place in Africa, and the answer was Rwanda. And my my mate said Croatia. <laughs> right. He got, he got confused between Croatia and Rwanda. Tough that. Croatia. Rwanda. Croatia. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so Villa go in two 0 up at half time, and you're thinking, well, this is this is the performance Total we've been looking football. for. Yeah. Yeah. But you still think, as, as a Villa fan, you still think we'll concede one, and it will be an uncomfortable end of the game. Yeah. Although we saw it, the nine minutes of stoppage time out relatively. Mm. Like uh, comfortably, yeah, I would say. But Burnley obviously put it on us a bit in the in the second half. But we, we dealt with it well. We we could have had more goals in the second half. Arguably, could have had a pen. Was Wesley in the box? Uh, or a free kick? Uh, yeah, well, well, one of the two. Uh, I, can't, I can't even remember what's going I on. Just it's been so long. Moyed when he should have passed. Yeah, Luis had a chance that that yeah. didn't really have the power to it. Um, no, there was a, there's the a first half performance was exceptional. But Burnley started to build build it up about 55 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, they started to put the pressure on, and and that's when you start to get a little bit nervous. Chris Wood had a had a bunch of chances. Rodriguez put one wide that he should have scored. Rodriguez as well. um, His feet tangled. Yeah, it's like you can see them kind of just just mounting the pressure, and you're just like, come on, come on. It's like a like a dam trying to hold the hold the water back. Yeah, and then obviously Wesley goes off goes off injured. So let's talk about that. Ben Mee scythes him down. There's there's been a debate on whether whether he gets the ball, whether that matters. What what's your opinion on that one? I mean, he gets the ball, but it's it's an outlawed t- tackle for me. That the, the motion, the way he does it, the scissor. The scissor, yeah. You can't do that. Mm. And the fact that VAR look at it and decide that it's okay is again, ba- again baffling. Like VAR can tell that Wesley's shoelace is offside, but they can't tell. That he's just had an absolute crunching, really bad season-ending tack- tackle on him. It's just, just bizarre. He's done it previously, me as well. He's a bit. He's, he's not like you with your water bottle. He's, that he's, was. He's not, he's not in control. He's a. I could have been in a lot. He's not in control of what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he has and done it before. That, you're right. Well, that it's a, it's a reckless challenge. He, is he there? No, he's not their captain. Yeah, he is. He is their captain. Because he's gone. Yeah, he's the, he's the club captain. Yeah, so like, it, it was an awful challenge. I don't think there's there's anything. And getting around that, and I think Wesley gets booed, doesn't he, for for, for diving essentially? Yeah. And he's been stretched off. I don't for one minute think Ben Mee's gone out to it to hurt Wesley. No, but I've spoke to ex pros who say that it does happen in football, where where you you kind of leave one in on on someone, and he's definitely tried to do that. that I think that's the kind of player he is, isn't he? He's a tough tackling centre back, yeah, and, and just, there's a difference he's between just being tough tackling, just being outright. Dangerous. But the, but that's a fine line, isn't it? And I guess yeah. a lot of the time you you'd look at that and go, All right, he's making the challenge. You want that kind of guy in your in your changing room or whatever. But you do that a couple of times and it's it's nasty. Especially in 2020, it doesn't it doesn't really happen that much. Anymore. I mean, as well. I mean, there's no there's no like kind of nothing you can do about this. But it just doesn't feel feel right that like Wesley's season's ended yet Ben May just continues with zero punishment. Mm-hmm. Doesn't affect him at all. I mean, he might well have apologised in some. In some way, I don't, I don't know, do I? But 
It's a bad, it's a bad tackle. Mm. You can't look at it. If Villa Plow had done it, I'd be saying the same thing. It's a bad tackle. It's yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wesley out for the season, and as we've kind of talked about already, we we currently have no no replacement for him. At Davis all. must be close. Wouldn't surprise me to see Davis in the eighteen on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd, again, it would be good, but he's not. A Premier League striker at the moment. At least moment, he's a striker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> beggars, beggars can't be choosers at this stage. Um, uh, ten minutes later, Chris Wood gets that goal. He's just there at the back post, isn't he? He's a big striker, good header, and uh, annoying because then Heaton is injured trying to save it. Yeah, the goalkeeper injury bandwagon c- continues. Looked again, looked bad straight away. You got you got the feeling oh, he's going to be out for months here. Mm. He is. He's out for the mm-hmm. out for a season. Massive blow for Villa because he's the. He's the, the one of the main leadership guys w- within the squad, and obviously Nealon came on and made a great catch, help help relieve the pressure. But Heaton was poor for a very specific reason, and we've now not got that for the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about Heaton so much on this podcast about how he is more than just a great goalkeeper. He's a he's a leader. He's a talker. He's a he's an he's influencer. Really in good form as well, wasn't he? Yeah. In great form. And and I I think I'd tweeted a couple of couple of games before that he was our player of the season essentially because he's he bailed us out on so many occasions. And yeah, Neilan, my prediction now because he's not going to get that award. Oh, did you actually say oh, that at the start yeah, of the season? Did, yeah. Oh, well, tough prediction over. Yeah, tough for you. Um, Half a mark, maybe. We will. Well, no. no. Um, we'll we'll see Neilan now. Obviously, for for at least a or few a new, games, or a new goalkeeper, or a new goalkeeper. And like people are kind of saying, we don't need Pepe Reina. Do you? If Pepe Reina comes in, you know that's not a bad thing for Villa to thing. have. It just feels like if we've only got a certain amount of money to spend, yeah. Then I imagine Reina's not cheap wage wise. Mm. We may not be better served off. First of all, we've got to get the striker situation sorted. Yeah. We, that is the priority. We've got drink water, great, but we need two strikers mm. or, two, or a striker and a winger that can play up front as well. I just I feel like we've called Sarkic back as well, and yeah. you think about his development. Like he was doing well at Livingston, twenty-two years of age now. Like build up a little bit of experience now. I think he's been capped for Montenegro. He's definitely been in, been in the squad mm. now. I just think surely he's good enough. To be the backup goalkeeper, yeah. And what have they called him back for? If not, uh, point. Well, it seems an odd transfer strategy, doesn't it? To to bring him back and then keep saying, "Oh yeah, we're still looking for a goalkeeper." Because, like you say, we've got Dean Smith kind of distanced himself a little bit from it last night. I kind of felt when he was asked, so he's like left the goalkeeper search to Suso as if he didn't know much about but it. But there is a goalkeeper search, which which is I understand is it. Odd. I mean, obviously, two goalkeepers injured, you might not see either of them again this season. It's a it's a unique circumstance, so. In some ways, you think it makes sense to bring a goalkeeper in, mm. but in other ways, I just think Neyland and Sarkic probably and got it covered. It's, yeah, you think, people are saying, would you be happy if Neyland got injured? Would you be happy with Sarkic for the rest of the season? It's not worth the risk because he's young and you don't know. Yeah, and then what, I do get once you're out of the transfer window, then you then you're scuppered, aren't you? I just remember signing Schmeichel towards the end of his career, and he quite frankly had lost it at this point. Like, mm. what, we don't really know what kind of situation Ryan is in. He hasn't played much for Milan. He's not played much over the last few years. He's back up to a very, very good goalkeeper mm. at Milan, Donnarumma. He's the cup goalkeeper, right? so he's only been playing in cups. I'm sure he's still got a good kick on him. I'm sure he's still a good goalkeeper, but you don't know. I bet he, I, yeah, I kind of like the idea it's that... It's a great character to have around the place. World exactly. Cup winner, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's, he's, the, uh, he's the guy that was just always there for Spain, wasn't he? Never played yeah. and just always around. I knew with the Champions League in 99 and David May was like... 
front and centre of all the celebrations he'd never played yeah spectacular um, I, I think he'd be a great person to have in, in, the, in that kind of goalkeeping if it happens I'm not going to be like oh what have we done this for yeah. absolutely ridiculous but just if it doesn't I don't but think it's it, the end of the world and if it costs us instead of getting a striker or getting get yeah, our first choice striker or whatever. Shouldn't be. No. Shouldn't be, should it? That shouldn't happen. Uh, Villa hold on for the win then. As you mentioned, Neela makes a great uh, kind of claim um, and then shows us a little bit of what, what he can do and then from there we've we've seen we've seen him play really well, which is which is exciting and hopefully he can continue that uh, for, the, for the rest of the season or certainly for the foreseeable future. Is there anything else from the burn again that you really wanted to highlight? Um, I really, really like the green kit now. Yeah, I've worn it. A few it's in the times. sale as well. Is it? You, did you buy it the other day? I went to buy it and then I bottled it because oh, no, you got the big one somewhere that you were buying. It, I just so. said to Jazz on Twitter yeah, that Jazz I was, was going to get it, and uh, I, I got it and I put it in my basket and I put Grealish on the back, and then I had a, a conversation with one to eleven kits, and I've gone for a retro shirt. So oh, it's dead. I mean, yeah. it's a sensible choice in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit, but I kind of feel that that's going to be a classic kit in. Ten years. It's really hard to get. And then it won't fit me though. That'll be the problem. It won't fit you now. That's true. That's very. I was going to go for. I was going to go for a large. I was talking to you about this, wasn't I? Go for a large. You were talking about training tops. Also, when that was the problem, because when I put them two together, it was up to like hundred quid, and then I was like, oh no, and then didn't do anything with it. So you don't even got one. Really cost myself. Treated yourself once until until your retros come. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You never have too many retro kids there. No, very, very true. So Villa unbeaten in the uh, in the Premier League in 2020, which is, which is yeah. nice, isn't it? You'd you love to see it. You do, you don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> when we do the podcast next week, I feel we may not be saying this. I had to say it now, no, didn't no. I? Get it in there. Get it in there. So Danny Drinkwater, speaking of get it in there, is in there. Uh, 29 years old, played twice for Burnley only played I think 12 league games for Chelsea so hasn't played an awful lot of football himself good signing he's inspired me because instead of drinking coke in a podcast I'm going to drink water that's going to be the thing while he's there I'm going to drink water what a terrible joke that's that not, is it's not a joke I'm telling you he's inspired I'm <laughs> he obviously hasn't inspired you that much next week Tom I can't change what's already happened can I right okay um as you say, I think last night highlighted the need for someone who can another player who can look after the ball in, mm. in midfield I think He's got good pedigree. Sometimes moves just don't work out, and his last few years haven't been good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's one of those ones I didn't think was true when we were first linked with him, and then it's ended up happening. I'm really curious to see because I like I kind of I value Sean Dyche's opinion, but I also majorly value Dean Smith's opinion. I feel like Sean so. Dyche, even if he doesn't think what he said about Danny Drinkwater, he isn't going to come out and slate him. Uh, so I've heard that he doesn't really suit Burnley. I've heard that there was some character issues and I'm not judging made a couple of mistakes over the last few years I'm not judging him before before he gets into a Villa shirt because I want to see what he's like on the pitch but I don't think Dean Smith would If I'm sure Dean Smith would have spoken to Dyche I imagine that they, they know each other and I'm sure that there would have been an honest conversation yeah. there so I'd like to see Drinkwater and I, I think he fits the bill he had a what did he say after he signed I need to go th- through these notes now we're basically paying his half his wages for half a season I think it's worth a punt I'm massively excited to join such a big club I want the club to stay in the Premier League um it obviously didn't happen in my last club, but I'm looking forward to the challenges and hopefully we can do well. All all normal things. All I mean, kind a few of years ago, Chelsea were buying him for £35 million, so yeah. a lot of money, and he's, he's a good player. He was a big part of Leicester winning the league. I know it's a few years ago now, but he's got something. I think he'll help us. Yeah. He's grown on me as time's gone on that, that we've signed him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can't judge him until we've, uh, until we've seen him play. I think he'll probably play on Sunday, so we'll know more next podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And the other one that we're, that, well, we're, we're linked with a bunch of people. What sits uh, well with me about Andrew and Quarter is I think the number four shirt's spare. Is it? He was number four at Leicester. He suits a yeah, number four, a, doesn't he? A nice little tidbit. Very nice. I presume he'll be a number four. Um, a few few strikers linked with, with the club. Obviously, Jay Rodriguez, uh, Sean Dyche has come out and said... Uh, no, no news to his no, knowledge. We are in for him, though. Uh, Benteke, Glenn Murray, and then Christoph Piatek. Um, I mean, Piatek seems like a lovely move, but just seems a bit see, out there. Just don't see us spending that money. No, I don't think we've got it. So uh, yeah, I just don't. I, just feel like a, there's a lot of people being saying it, and then died down and come back again. And he's been linked with so many teams as well, hasn't he? He's only 24. He's obviously set. Uh, set records where, where he's been. for a lot of money not that long ago. Yeah. He's done relatively well for them as well. It just feels like, as well, why would they get rid of a young younger striker just because they've signed Zlatan? I know Zlatan's obviously going to play at 38 years old. Yeah. And Zlatan is Zlatan. Yeah. But it feels like getting a getting a 38 year old short term and getting rid of an expensive. It can't, that year. can't be the, the strategy. And well, I'm I've got my mate Fred, who I've converted into a Villa Rooney's UK team, he came with me on, on Saturday to Fulham. He's a Milan fan, and he says they are a shambles. Yeah, like they, you, what you've just said, he's saying they can't operate like that. It sounds like they can. Right. Okay. Guys, Rushton likes a bit of Milan as well, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, yeah he's always, he's tweeting about Milan. I think he follows them. Fine. Fair enough. Um, yeah, weird one. We need two strikers in there. We do. Uh, who would you? It's desperate. Jay Rodriguez, Benteke, or Glenn Murray? What would be your choice? I just think, I mean, he's a little bit like, obviously, because he played for us before and I like that kind of thing, but I've just got this feeling that Benteke would do well for us if he came back. Yeah. I just think Palace don't play to his strengths. I think we put in so many crosses that he would just score goals for us again. I think he needs to reignite his career. He's really he's really stalled. Benteke, it's not like he misses tons of chances a game either. But Palace, they just don't serve him Do when he does play. I feel like... Glenn, and he doesn't play every week. Glenn Murray would really... Fit the system, to, and he'd be both. a safer pair of hands. I'd have Bunich, would you? Mate. Would you? Yeah. But, but if you if we finish the transfer window on Benteke and Glenn Murray, you're happy with that? I think that's really really smart business for a second Do half you? of the Premier League. It's not a long term plan, is it? No. It sounds like Palace are going to get Saint Chenktosen from Everton alone, mm. right? Which could free up ben, Benteke, but I just. I just don't know. Well, Batshuayi was linked with, with Palace as well, wasn't he? He's, He's obviously been one. there before. I mean, he didn't want to move out of London, so he won't be coming to us. Well, he can't come to us. Oh, yeah, well, yeah well, unless we bought him. Yeah. I don't think, don't think we'll be doing that. No. Smith kind of joked about, well, maybe we'll buy Giroud, although I'm not sure whether that was a joke. That's, it's not very funny, <laughs> is it, that joke? <laughs> I'm saying, oh, you can't loan Giroud now, and it's, oh, maybe, maybe we'll buy him. No. I don't think anything's going to happen until the end of the window. I think they're talking about trying to get someone in for Sunday. I just think... You quite often get the domino effect with transfers, don't, and it always happens at the end of the window. That's the problem, though. We, we, we had that issue at the, la- the end of last window. We didn't get anybody in. Turned, turned out all right, though, didn't it? At the end of... Oh, sorry. That no, was a bloody I'm sorry, disaster. I'm this time last year. Yeah, yeah, last year was fine. last minute, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I would be very uncomfortable if we get through the whole of January and we don't have any strikers. People turn their nose up at Glen Murray and... I'd, yeah, not me. Fine. Half a season, great. Yeah. I, yeah, I just... We just need somebody who's going to hit the ground running and... Is, is, gets a couple of goals this, early and that's the gets thing high on confidence. however you say his name. Yeah, he's guaranteed to come in and hit the ground running, play Premier League, not play Premier League football before. Like, and there's no guarantees with anyone. But that's when we're one point away from the bottom three, as, as I believe we are at the moment. Mm, Go yeah. for another thirty million after we spent 120 odd in the summer. I just don't think it'll happen. Which you'll see. I guess he's he's an investment, isn't it? Because he's only 24. Yeah, and. 
and you know he could be he could be class. Uh, it just seems an odd one for Villa to be for him to be interested in Villa for one thing because he's had I think he's had uh, interest from other places. Obviously, it's how Spurs much of that? Interest, interest, yeah, yeah Spurs. 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 Lazy, I think Harry Kane's injured. Spurs is what? Well. April, I've just seen on the way through. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Big big news uh, on the Spurs podcast. You told me about the, a big transfer move on the way in as well, didn't you, Fellaini? Oh, Fellaini. He's, he's left China. He's gone to West Ham. Joining Moyes again. Third time. Loves it. Third time over. It's just a little transfer roundup that we like to do here. Around, <laughs> yeah. Around the Premier League. Um, the other one for Villa is is this Louis Barry. Oh yeah. Um, and a really interesting kind of story that's kind of coming out. Of this now, obviously like West, this West Brom not happy. It looks like Villa are in for about seven hundred k up West to Brom, three West mil. Could not be happy all their lot. There's absolutely nothing they can do about no, it. No. So have you heard the backstory to yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Barcelona never paid the money that they. Oh uh, no, I didn't know that. Right. Okay. Good. Don't worry, mate. Don't worry, mate. I've got this. I've got this. So uh, Barry moves to Barcelona, um, and uh, West Brom are due. Barca struggling for money, are they? Barca mm-hmm. due, uh, West Brom are due 150 to 230 grand in compensation, which apparently has been agreed. Barcelona never pay that, um, and now Barry's looking to move on for for whatever reason. West Brom obviously unhappy that Barcelona are looking to sell their asset that they never paid for, kind of thing. So there, there's apparently legal ramifications, all this kind of stuff. Nothing to do with Villa. They're the family, aren't they? It's Louis Barry Bar- Barry's obviously um, a big, big Villa fan, and the the West Brom head of development come to come to Villa now. So there's there's a lot of links, and West Brom can can be annoyed at Villa, but there's nothing Villa have done wrong. But there w- might be some some yeah. West Brom Barcelona beef. What I like about it, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't have expected any West Brom Barcelona beef this season, would you? No, <laughs> not two teams that usually associate with each other. Nor really Villa signing players from Barcelona. No, other than Adama Traore. Adama Traore, yeah. Um, what I like about it is when like when Grealish was like fourteen, fifteen, you started to hear about this player in the academy, and you knew he was going to be special. Yeah, that's Louis Barra. Louis Barra West Brom. He's the first. He Villa. He's the first English player to join Barcelona's academy. Ever really? Yeah, that's a nice little tidbit. Yeah, yeah well you're, you're welcome. Yeah, good in the notes. It is in the notes. Yeah. Well Smashed it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that happens. I think, yeah, I understand it is going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. So it's 700 fee with which could go up to about three million. Oh, I think it's, it's one and a half million. If if he hits all his things, I guess maybe one of them is fairly quick. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, one one obviously for the future. Where I'm from? Is he? Yeah, I believe so. Does his family still live there? No idea. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I've not really heard much of Louis Barry until the last week or so. No. no. You should get checking the yellow pages. That's my mum and dad. Out. That's my mum and dad who's, who's around. Any, my mum will know. She's like the Barrys. She's like neighbourhood watch. She'll know. <laughs> Always like peeking yeah, over yeah. the curtain. Mrs. Bukai. She'll know what's going on <laughs> this day. Um, okay. We are one hour ten into this. And at this point, we don't even know if we've got interest tonight. So no. no one might ever see this podcast. No replies. Uh, we might have John Enzi. Oh, we might have He's one. in. We might have one. He is in. He's loving it, John. He's finally, since I called him out, he's the right it. thing to do because he's coming to play now, hasn't he, since I called him out for not doing anything. Yeah, lot to talk about tonight. Um, and generally, it's been from from last week, it's been chalk and cheese, hasn't it, in terms of positivity? I look forward to it being negative again next yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The roller coaster continues. And um, when are we doing it next week? We haven't talked about it, Tom. No. Early way, early on in the week. We'll try and get it in. Again, apologies for the... We tried to get it in this Monday and we couldn't do it. It's not not our fault. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, if if you haven't yet received your mug, I think everyone should have received their mugs. I saw an email coming yesterday or the day before. By now, okay, I'll check the emails. Yeah. But yeah, please email or or DM me or the Villa View, and we'll we'll get them sorted because you should have them now, even if you're internationally based. I think everybody should have them. Um, so everyone's jumping on the mugs now, aren't they? Oh, everybody! Oh, a lot of mugs Villa there. mugs is just you know Villa View start something, and everybody just comes on in, don't they? <laughs> We did. Obviously, we didn't invent mugs. Invent I, mugs. I, I have noticed <laughs> an influx of mugs on the Twitter. There's mugs all over the shop. Fair play. Yeah, why not? Um, nice little thing, isn't it? I love a mug. Mugs are quite in vogue. Are they? In general. Yeah. Certainly in the villa yeah, community. Everyone likes mugs. Certainly around Christmas, usually. But you get a, mug, get a mug for Christmas, won't you? Yeah. yeah. All right, from two mugs yeah. out. Uh, what a terrible segue. Um, we'll see you next week. Uh, villa. What's happening under Villa View? Any videos? Uh, there'll be fan cams on. Fan on cams Sunday, on Sunday. Liam will be there. Liam and Jacob will be doing fan cams Sunday. on Sunday, I presume. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check in with them. And we'll do that. And yeah. then we'll be back for the podcast next week. Hopefully some good news to talk about. Fingers crossed. We shall see. Uh, stick with the channel. Stick with the Villa. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Come on. If you enjoyed that video, why not watch another? Click the video choices on screen now to go and watch them in full. Be sure to subscribe to the channel by clicking our logo there, on the left. Easy pleaser. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.